Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. How how are you doing? How's Let's get an update, I guess. Yeah. So I actually have COVID right now. So it's been fucking not lit. But like I'm still alive. So that's like a great thing. I can't taste or smell. So that's been a new experience for me. Yeah, that's a big <laughs> bummer. I'm sorry. I'm happy that you're just doing the right thing and sitting at home. <laughs> Well, yeah, it'd be kind of, oh, the fucking <laughs> health department texts me every day to remind me. I'm like, I'm not reckless. I'm not going to go outside <laughs> and infect people. Well, things have been getting crazy. People are down in Miami pretending yeah. like that living their best life like there's nothing <laughs> going on. So, you know, you know, all those people that don't think COVID is real firsthand. know it's real and it's rough. It's not fun. <laughs> it's not fun. I don't know. I haven't been doing a lot of anything. It's been kind of sunny out. So it's the turn of the weather. Every time it gets mm-hmm. to about this time, I start feeling a little different about about my life. Like I just feel like I thrive off of vitamin D. So I've been having some like solid days because I've been able to like go outside and like doing out like not being able to do anything where you can go outside and just take a walk and it actually be enjoyable and it not be like depressing and wet it's great for my mental health yeah dude for sure i also i tightened up my skincare routine so i feel like my skin's never looked better i feel like i'm coming up on <laughs> i saw this tiktok that was talking about harry styles and this one was like oh my god he's almost 30 i don't have to feel bad about liking him and i'm like harry styles is my age i'm not almost 30 and i realized i kind of am almost 30 shit crazy we all age it's gonna be okay it's a little scary but at least like when we'll be 30 we'll have new 30 stuff to talk about like what i don't know i don't know i just feel like like i don't know what when my next stage is gonna start because like kids mm, not sure you know i was thinking about that i was watching this show where they like choose a wedding or a house it's new on netflix and i was like ugh. Oh, God, I hate that show. Yeah, that's a um, terrible show. It's not great, but I'm really excited about today's topic. I know. Should we like get into it? Let's do it. All right, everybody. So this week, we're going to be talking about influencers and accountability. We all have influencers in our lives one way or another, whether it's TV celebrities or people who vlog or Insta celebrities. Yes. So we're going to be talking about influencers and talking about accountability. We've had this topic on the back burner and it's been something that I think about a lot with you know, I consume social media. So I just feel like that's something that I think about. And I kind of wanted to have a conversation with you and just kind of vibe it out and talk about it and share our thoughts. Absolutely. And I do want to start with like, there's some amazing, great influencer content creators out there. So I feel like, I don't know, we're going to focus on some of the more like critical aspects of influencers rather than like celebrate a lot of the things so just like keep that in mind but like there's a bunch of people that I stand that I'm here for and maybe we can do some mentions at the end yes I agree I also just want to bring up that nothing happens in a bubble it's all about of a bigger system so I think today we're really like focusing on the system i also want to put this out criticism isn't the same as being a hater like i don't you know get your dollars (laughs) but just because you do a certain job or you're a certain type of person doesn't mean that what you're doing can go without criticism like you can't just say that your criticism towards your chosen career path is people being haters because i feel like 
I don't drink haterade, bro, but I do I do stand accountability, you know? Absolutely. So to begin, we're gonna talk about a little bit of like content creators' toxic traits. And I think a big one for me is how everyone's like kind of competing to do the next big thing. And honestly, like even when I take a picture, sometimes I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck am I gonna do next? Like, how am I gonna up what I just did? So I get that that's normal and that's like very typical but I think there's a difference between that and like trying to outstage somebody else it's really crazy because when you're a content creator you're competing for likes and follows in a way that you're competing with yourself in a way that I think isn't just healthy for people I think we've really romanticized content creation and influencers because people see it as like you work for yourself it's easy da 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 but you don't think about like the mental ramifications you have of like chasing the dragon that can never be caught because you can always have more likes you can always have more followers so you can never get the gratification that you really want out of it it'll just never be enough I think my biggest issue is that people create unrealistic expectations and they always are like don't believe what you see on social media and I think things are coming out now where people are realizing it but like it's just so crazy behind the scenes the lengths people go to create an image that isn't real and like you know I know somebody who kind of faked going to Coachella like put out like a couple weeks worth of content about a show they didn't go to dude that's wild that's cuckoo bananas it is cuckoo bananas and the thing is is like it's just very weird because it's like this is what my life is like this is what I'm doing but it's really not I think when people think like oh people set unrealistic expectations they think oh well we all know that photos are edited like we all know that do you know that influencers literally fake shit all the time they're actors bro there's nothing wrong with that but with people getting iPhones so young you can't just pretend and be like well it's whatever everyone knows it's fake it's like no that's not true And it's kind of scary to think about the people that you stand or the people that you want to be like, like it's all bullshit. And I think another big thing about just being an influencer is obviously like the capitalist agenda behind it, like social media is a business. Facebook has done everything in its power to make sure of it. I think it's important to when you're looking at content, figure out if that shit, what's an ad for? You know, sometimes it can they can be sneaky. Like you don't even yeah. think you're looking at an ad. Well, that's the thing that I think is the worst part is that what is it? What are they selling? And the mm-hmm. thing is, is they're selling product. And sometimes it's really subtle and it feels like kind of perverse in a way. And even people who do this thing where they may be not even being paid to get promotion, but they're getting a kickback for t- clicking through a link. So, you know, like that's technically not an ad. So they don't have to say it's an ad, but they're getting money from you buying that product. And I feel like I've had situations where influencers promote products that I know are fucking shit. It's not like an opinion. It's like, bro, like, why are you pushing this weight loss tea? Like, this just has laxatives in it. It's vitamin. Yeah, you know, like, why are you pushing this? This hasn't, this isn't FDA approved. This is messed up. But it's like, oh, well, you're getting paid to do it. So I kind of get it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've done, like, Influencer or whatever, that app. Yeah. And big reason I do it, honestly, is because I'm a tan. And I guess they don't got a lot of tan people. They always fucking send me foundation. So I've never, like, bought foundation. I always get free foundation from Influencer. And I'd be pretty real about it. Like, I'm not going to lie. A lot of them send me, like, also skin stuff. But I have nice skin. So... I always say that like 
I have nice skin. This made it look nice, but I'm not going to come out here being like, this cured my acne that I've never had. See, that's the hard part about it is because we might not be like huge influencers, but in a way we we have a platform. So it's weird to critique it. But I've always thought that I will never be able to make as much money as I probably could being a content creator because I just refuse to be sent hundreds of items from fast fashion. Fashion is a huge contributor to the waste in the world. Yeah. So I don't think I'm ever good at like, I'm not going to call out brands by names, but I can't be getting hundreds of packages of free product from a brand and be like, oh, where buy this? Like, because that just doesn't align with my values. And I think it's just yeah. another thing where it's kind of changing a little bit. Like people will tell you that the beauty industry and beauty influencers are kind of dying right now, but they used to send these huge PR packages. It's just something that someone would throw away or they'd send an influencer 50 foundation shades, but only three of <laughs> yeah. them fit their skin color. And then like, what are they supposed to do with the other? I feel like it's just a big issue of when does it end? What is it for? It's just selling product. And it's just constantly, 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 constantly. Something that I've seen that kind of shook me to the core was like smaller businesses or like like young artists sending like their favorite influencers like, hey, can you look at this? Like I have 80 bucks for you to post on your story or whatever. And then being like, yeah, or I need more money. And to me, that's just like so ridiculous because I mean, like we do plugs of the week. We do that shit for free because I just like to see other people empowered. I don't know. I understand that like as an influencer, you are your business, but there's a lot of stories that I've seen. They don't even post about it. That's so scary to think that somebody feels like they have that much power to just scam people. Like at that point, you're a scammer. Well, shout out to one of our old episodes with Beth. She was talking about that that was basically her job and that influencers were scammer out of like thousands of dollars of mattresses and they would have contracts with each other and stuff and then they're like oh it just doesn't work with my stuff it's like why'd you sign this contract it's like oh because I wanted a free new mattress you know that kind of takes us into accountability and I think that influencers should just be a little bit more conscious about I think they go on these power trips a lot of people give them the power to and they create like really big followings where like they can do no wrong and I think we're gonna get a little bit into that later but we really want to bring kind of awareness to the fact that like every influencer has a target audience and content creators. And mostly when your target audience is children, that's a lot of accountability in the content that you're creating to make sure that that shit isn't toxic. No matter who your audience is, like obviously you should be spreading positivity and adding like value to that person's life. But I do see that the more things were like now a TikTok influencer is a thing. But guess what? TikTok's main demographic is children and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. It's just really crazy to see that people are just like, well, you know, it doesn't matter who my audience is. I'm just going to say and do whatever I want. And that's on their parents to monitor, monitor them. But then there's also like, well, even if you have young, impressionable audiences, even like 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds that are adults and get to choose what they're consuming, people look up to influencers as role models, but they rarely act like role models. I see a lot of like trends of like people with pranks and people saying toxic things that are entertaining. I get it. Like I watch too. But I think people are are like coming through information that it's like, oh, cheat on your boyfriend, prank this, be super unapologetic. And that's like 
cool. But sometimes like we we take that content it as like like a joke and then we're not really seeing how that how how exactly we're absorbing that and how we're taking that into our personalities. And it's like these characters, people like make characters and they're not like like that in real life. It's interesting because from behind the scenes, things are edited like you don't know how much, like, I think a lot of the times we take these things as candid moments, right? Just as, oh, this is like a one-off, but you don't realize how much work went behind it and how much went through editing and how much things are played out or downplayed. So you kind of have to watch it. You can't read it like a non-fiction book thinking that this is all fact. Like, it has to, you have to treat it as fiction. And I just see a lot of pranks where I'm like, this isn't funny. Like, this is bullying, you know, mm-hmm. or seeing things that are like, this isn't nice. This isn't kind. Like, these actions that you're doing are hurting people. People aren't taking accountability, being like, oh, sorry, like, that joke didn't land. And I, just as someone who does comedy, I'm like, there's a difference between a joke not landing and you doing something that was disrespectful, crossed boundaries, and was just mean. Yeah, I agree. And a lot, I think, is coming out now because of the power of technology, man, and people recording everything that they fucking do. That's basically a log of everything that you're doing, mm-hmm. um, which is another thing that I don't think people really take into consideration when you're filming yourself the entire day. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> it is. I've also been seeing this trend that I hate, that people film like homeless people or poor people and they basically exploit them for likes and views and they're like oh here's some money for my followers and it's like you can donate you can do charity work without like exploiting the homeless yeah and I think that getting consent you cannot consent to something if you're being coerced into it and there's a lot of like power dynamics that are happening here and also like coercion of like money and then there's also like power play in here like who's a bigger influencer who's going to get you in a spotlight so you might do something that you wouldn't regularly do or you don't feel comfortable doing because you don't feel like you have the power to say no and I definitely see what you're talking about with like the homeless people and I feel like people are good intentioned and this kind of plays into something Mm -hmm. that bothers me a lot is when I'm seeing like minors and children and like people who might not have power over the content for whatever reason being the subject matters of content because I feel like we don't really know the full extent of the implication of having your whole life or a part of your life being online forever for everyone to see and for me I just feel like we just literally don't have any case studies and I have randomly was watching this woman and she was like basically a child of one of the original like mommy bloggers and vloggers and now she's Mm -hmm. an adult and talking about how she didn't she wasn't able to edit or have control over how her image was being portrayed as a child and I think it's the same thing where it's like someone else is editing the content content someone else is portraying you in a certain light and it's like not really fair to the other person and I don't think anyone really understands the full implication of having a video with millions of viewers online damn that's powerful I love that thought I mean baby girl I've been on a couple of vi- <laughs> I've been on a couple of viral videos myself and it's funny what people ask me about because of how they've edited it and yeah, that's like, true I don't know if you guys all seen Ella's video the cut <laughs> I've so I've been in a video that has I think it has over three million views, but the replies to it like it totals about like six million people have reacted to me. And obviously, I don't really give a fuck. I'm honestly pretty secure and within myself. The racist comments 
that, those that's a little crazy to me. Um, but <laughs> that's completely We're separate. Still Sorry, from people this, with the racism. Okay, yeah, I was like, you know, whatever. But it is weird what people ask me about. They'll ask me questions that don't make sense because, like, I was there and I know what happened. But then I re- remember, I'm like, oh right, I remember they edited it like that, and they didn't even do me dirty, right? Like, I don't think they had ill intentions. Yeah. Like, that's just how you create content that's entertaining. And so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, what the fuck is going on behind the scenes? And like, just because you consent to being in a video you don't have complete control on how that content is edited yeah yeah (laughs) that is very 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 true one of my favorite things is watching apology videos because I love studying like body language and I also think like the power of language is so interesting and the way that like influencers speak after they commit an oops as they would like to call it I think it's just like so interesting because sometimes you can really tell that they've they've talked to somebody in PR you know they've talked to right they're like avoid these words say these words well I think it's interesting because it's like it's inevitable that the apology tour happens and then I think there's different kinds of apologies and obviously there's a really big scale I think there's things that people shouldn't even have to apologize for and do there's also this like weird culture with influencers specifically where it's like oh you know everyone makes mistakes like mm, this is kind of bound to happen no girl like that's this isn't like a oopsies like you did something pretty bad that you need to address there's people that make mistakes like if i say fuck and i didn't mean to say fuck like that's a mistake being having a pattern of behavior that is racist Mm -hmm. or is sexist or homophobic harassment harassment (laughs) like if you have a pattern of behavior that's not a single mistake you've repeated these actions and so that's when for me these apologies are kind of laughable like right now is like i the vlog squad is on a apology tour and we have seen i would say three (laughs) bad examples of an apology yeah I mean, I think at the end of the day, like for them specifically, I've watched way too much. There's I, Every time I go through another fucking TikTok where someone's trying to fucking expose David Dobrik, I'm like, ugh, I'm over it. Like, I get it. I But I want more concrete data. What I'm running into right now where I'm like really struggling with is like we're supposed to live in this society that's like innocent until proven guilty. And I'm just like seeing with social media and cancel culture that that does not apply anymore and in a way that's good because that means everyone's able to get inform- access to information make their own judgments make their own opinions but that's also slightly terrifying to me because it means that you can get fucking canceled at any time <laughs> Okay, let me just say this. I'm the first person against cancel culture because I truly believe that with how long I'm probably going to be on the internet with doing stand-up comedy, doing this, like I'm I'm bound to get canceled. I know that for a fact. I don't want to say I sit here in fear because that would be like an exaggeration, but I definitely know that there's things that I have done that like I feel guilty for. But then I feel like the thing is, is what are you still doing and what are you like, what how have your actions changed so i think for someone to just be like i'm sorry i made a mistake i'm gonna be a better person and then either they're not a better person or you haven't shown that you are actually sorry that's the issue for me because i feel like it's a very like wash rinse repeat where people are canceled over and over and over again it's like at what point are we going to stop giving this person not even chances but you're Mm -hmm. you're a customer you're giving you're supporting them you're giving them money by 
watching their content and that's a personal choice for everybody but i know there's certainly influencers for me where i'm just like no this is it and it's not that you should be canceled but i'm gonna stop supporting you i'm gonna stop putting money Mm -hmm. into your pockets because you consistently do not align with my values obviously i i don't like cancel culture because there's no room for growth there like whatsoever and i do believe that people can grow i also believe in people going back and looking at their old content and reflecting on some of their choices (laughs) because i mean even to this day i have my facebook timeline where they tell you what you did like a year ago 10 years ago and obviously like 10 years ago i was a child i knew nothing of the world and some of the stuff i was saying was a little problematic on the facebook space okay so I was able to go back and reflect on it, take some things down. And I think that this is something that people need to be doing because in the culture that we live in now, eh, things fucking change throughout time, okay? And something that was like big for me was the lack of education that I received as like a a child that not a lot of people have because there isn't enough information out there when you're first brought up. But going back and reflecting on what the fuck you said is important. Cancel culture is really interesting because it's kind of a newfound phenomenon. And a lot of people, and why I don't like to be like, oh, I don't like cancel culture, even though I don't. I also feel like that's basically the rhetoric that people are using when they're getting canceled for being openly racist and homophobic and then people are like "Mm." everyone's about cancel culture and it's like there's a difference between being canceled and then you being taken made accountable for your actions you know there's a little bit different than like us not having enough information to make a decision and someone who is in a place of power that has done something wrong that has negatively affected a big group of people yeah you know what i'm saying and so Let's not like I don't want to like be like, oh, cancel culture. I think it's kind of good that we can that there's a paper trail for certain people so that we can be like, yeah, hey, we brought up the read receipts and this is a pattern of behavior and you should be yeah. held accountable. And then and then people just being like canceled because they did they made a mistake that like there's a difference. I agree. It's a it's a fine line. And Obviously, like people are going to keep doing their thing. I think one thing that really sat wrong with me was I watched this video. I was scrolling through my goddamn TikTok trying to live my best life through COVID. And I saw this TikTok of this woman that like pointed out that David Dobrik had doc and that he could be deported if people like wanted him to. Right. And I was just like, bro, really? Like, really? Okay, I get it. Like, I get he needs to be investigated. I get that he needs to, like, there needs to be a solution to that. And he needs to be accountable for his actions. But going on and being like, he's deportable. And then having, like, everybody in the comments send him back. Like, we don't want him to deport him. Like, that's so nasty to me. That's just nasty. And I think that's one of the the things that people who decide to be influencers is a risk that you put your entire life on blast. And I don't know, like, that's also incredible fucking difficult. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, there's certain influencers where I feel a little bit more sympathetic for, not not in this situation, to be completely honest, yeah, but no. in some that I feel sympathetic for because I know, like, I'm 26 now, almost 27, Jesus Christ, and... <laughs> I think about things that I participated in when I was younger that was not in a vlog. That was just the day-to-day life and, like, you know, some things related to, you know, planning parties and da-da-da-da-da. I understand, like, not making choices. And I feel like, man, like, 
it would be so hard if old videos of me were being scrutinized, right? I feel like everyone should have chances, but then there also has to be a thing where you have to come for like the first part of accountability is taking responsibility for the actions that you did. Mm -hmm. And for me, I feel like a lot of influencers will say, we'll try to just like play the blame game and be like, well, you know, like someone did this and I was there, but it's like, no, like complacency, you are now accountable in some point of the action. Even like no action in certain situations is an action and you have to take responsibility for that. So just because your influencer friend, like give another example where someone was like, I didn't say the N word. I mouthed the the N word and my friend said the N word. (laughs) It's like, well, you didn't say anything though. Like you didn't say, turn to your friend and be like, hey, that's fucked up. You shouldn't have said that. And there's also this thing with influencers where I'm just like, they're like, you know, I da 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 da. I'm like, there were you, when you create content, there's multiple steps. You film the content, you edit Mm -hmm. the content and you post the content and then the content is kept up. So for me, it's like at every one of those steps, if you think there's something that's okay, you can't come back around and just be like, oh, I deleted the video, you know, mistakes were made. It's like, you didn't think that was wrong, so you need to sit down with yourself and be like, what the, What did I do that was wrong? Yeah. Who did that hurt? And how can I get better? Instead of just deleting a video and pretending like it didn't happen, like, you went through a couple of steps to come to this decision that you thought this was something that you should post to millions of people. So you, there's a disconnect, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so to just kind of sum this all up, I guess what we're trying to get at is, you know, your likes, your follows, they fucking count. So make sure that you're following people that you actually like stand and you would stand behind. Everyone should go through their feed and edit out negativity. And mm-hmm. that might not or edit out things that just do not serve you. If you see an influencer that's only pushing products or whatever, or they're pushing a lifestyle of a luxury lifestyle that you cannot afford and it makes you feel bad about yourself, maybe unfollow Mm -hmm. them. There's a lot of reasons to unfollow people. I'm telling you, influencers do not take it personally, all right? So just edit your feed so that you can be a healthier person. And it really, it really helps. It helps to look at the people that you're following. Unfollow people who don't really represent who you are, don't align with your values and look for the people who do. Like, Mm -hmm. I think my self-esteem has gotten way better by, I've never been a big like influencer follower, but now I have like, okay, maybe I want to follow some people that I like really inspired me, that influenced me in the right fucking ways. And it's been cool because I feel like way more seen by the people that I'm choosing to place on my feed. Also like maybe when you're going through somebody's feed, ask what is it that you like about them? And then I also think that social media was originally created so that people connect with other people. And I would like encourage people to connect with people where you actually like stand their content where you're like, yes, love this, like this. And you can interact with people and like build a community versus being on somebody's post who's really just trying to get likes and comments to get more money. Sad truth. But... I think like there's so much potential with social media. Like right now it's shallow, but with the pandemic, I've noticed you can make friends on social media. I totally agree. And go on to thanks for your concerns, Instagram. And, you know, we have a great <laughs> community there. But no, like every we week. Don't we don't make any money so you don't have to feel bad. <laughs> oh, <about> well. <laughs> <laughs> but we shout out a bunch of people. So, you know, every week you get two new people that you can follow and interact with. So that's pretty Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. 
plug. Uh, plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. Um, I don't know if you guys caught last week's, but we did auto-tune our voice to make it more pleasing for you all. Uh, please give us feedback if you like that. Uh, it was, you could barely hear the difference. I don't think people noticed because <laughs> our voices were so in tune. That was the most auto-tune you could go and it sounded like kind of the same. Crazy. Voices of an angel. My plug of the week is It's Positively Lana. They have a youtube channel to go to subscribe to and they also have an instagram they are going to be our guest on next week's podcast so please go follow it's positively lana all right my plug of the week i am plugging rave after rave it is asian and woman owned it's owned by Eliza tran who i had the pleasure of working with i uh, did an internship with her making some rave clothes and she is amazing she is this beautiful tiny powerful girl like I don't know how else to describe her she's just awesome she's like the most positive like happy person I've ever met and she makes some sick clothing it is like themed for raving like music festivals I know they're not back yet but they will be so go look she also has like t-shirts and dresses and other cute like cute accessories so go support her she has decided that her profits from all her profits 15% will go to stop AAPI hate um it's a coalition addressing anti-Asian hate so go support her we stand her also if you know any dope people that we should plug please let us know for our plugs of the week we would love to have your input All right. That is the episode. Thank you so much for listening, sticking with me through COVID. Yes. And again, you know, if you want to be a part of a positive social media community, follow us at at thanks for your concern. The number four and mine personal is at LOL Tutor. And mine is at Berenice Diaz M. That's all for today, you guys. Have a fantastic week. We will see you next week. And we're going to have a guest. Ella, do you want to introduce our guest real quick for next week? Yes. So my plug of the week is going to be our guest. Her ad is at It's Positively Lana. I'll make sure to post about it on our Instagram. But she talks about, we're just going to be talking about self-love and loving others and just like positive mental health and all that stuff and living and so i'm really excited to have a really cool conversation with so that'll be next week amazing see you then Bye. bye